A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. The sexually liberated woman gets her orgasms from Chakrubs, the original crystal sex toy company that makes beautiful handcrafted pleasure tools from pure crystal. Crystals are a natural, earth-made material that awaken higher levels of consciousness, help you work through emotional imbalances, and heal deep core wounding. Take all of that, put it in a sex toy, and you've got yourself a mighty orgasmic tool. I recently got an amethyst chakra as a gift, and I've been loving playing with the intense and incredibly healing vibes that this crystal gives me. Chakrubs not only gets me off, but helps me create an intentional self-pleasure practice that urges me to feel deeply and reconnects me to my inner wisdom. And my orgasms are incredible. So if you want to bring sacredness and new levels of sensuality to your erotic life, head to chakrubs.com and use my code LIBERATION to get 10% off your purchase. That's C-H-A-K-R-U-B-S, promo code LIBERATION for 10% off your next purchase. Tell them Evian sent you, and may your orgasms be plentiful. Hey everyone, I'm Evian Whitney and this is The Sexually Liberated Woman. I am so excited about today's episode because we're going to be talking about pelvic health, yoni eggs, and demystifying vaginas with one of my favorite people. But before we get into all of that good stuff, I wanted to take a moment to shout out a few babes. If you tune into the last episode, you know that I recently created a Patreon for this podcast, and right after I launched, I actually got new patrons. I don't know why I was expecting that none of y'all would want to support the sexually liberated woman, but you did, and I wanted to give love to the folks who gave me love and their hard-earned coins, which I do not take lightly. I also just really love giving shout outs as you probably sensed in the last episode. Okay, so shout out to Leah P, Virginia C, Heather O, and Cactus for being my first ever patrons and for being babes who support sexual liberation. It means so, so much more than I can express with words and I so deeply appreciate you. And if you would like to support The Sexually Liberated Woman, go to patreon.com slash slwpodcast and become a patron. If I can get just 50 of you, just 50, to pledge $5 a month, it would help cover all the costs of operating the show, the hosting fees, paying my editor, yes, I finally found one, and also for the transcription services to help make The Sexually Liberated Woman more accessible. 
So if you love this podcast, go to patreon.com slash SLW podcast and become a patron. Or if you would like to make a one-time donation at any amount, maybe $50 to support for the whole year, you can go to paypal.me slash sexloveliberation. And who knows, I may just shout you out on the show. Okay, so today's conversation is between me and my amazing friend, Danielle Cornelius. She's a chiropractor, a holistic pelvic care practitioner, as well as a fellow Virgo. And I brought her on to talk about all things pelvic health. We're talking about healing and connecting to your body, what it's like to get an internal vaginal massage, and dispelling myths and dropping mad knowledge about kegels and yoni eggs. I've been wanting to do this episode for a long, long time, not just because I adore Danielle and her work, but because I get so many goddamn questions about kegels and yoni eggs. There was actually a time a couple years ago where it felt like I literally could not leave my house without someone trying to sell me a yoni egg or preach the gospel of these egg-shaped crystals. I'm one of those people who gets really, really wary whenever there's a lot of hype happening around something. So seeing all of the hullabaloo (laughs) surrounding yoni eggs, I felt more skeptical than curious. And a lot of that skepticism was born from private conversations me and Danielle were having while she was doing body work on me. So yeah, Danielle is not just a friend of mine. She's actually my body worker. She's done Reiki on me. She's given me the most gentle chiropractic adjustments I've ever had. And she has released tension from the walls of my vagina via internal massage. And I'm sure some of you are going, what at that? But I promise you, it's not as awkward or as painful as it sounds. And Danielle goes into detail about what internal vaginal massage is, what it helps heal, and how you can find someone in your own area who does this kind of work. Literally, everybody with a vagina should get this done. Like, I'm serious. This episode is filled to the brim with wisdom, resources, and important insights about the female pelvis and vagina, parts of the body that historically have been mistreated and dishonored. And actually, I think it might be a good idea to save this episode so that you can listen to it over and over again. It's just so good, and I'm really excited to share this with you. And if you're someone who uses a yoni egg in their self-care practice, or who has considered getting a yoni egg, or if you know of someone who uses yoni eggs, uh, please listen (laughs) to this episode before you insert one into your vagina. Seriously, though, there's some important information here that everybody with a vagina should listen to. Enjoy. Uh, Danielle, I'm so excited to chat with you today about pelvic health. I've been wanting you to be on my podcast for a really, really long time, and I'm so glad that we could finally make this happen. Yes, I'm really happy too. I think it'll be a really good conversation. Yeah, I mean, because pelvic health is so important when we're thinking about sex, sexuality, and like you're one of my favorite people who's doing this really like holistic work around pelvic health care. And so I thought it would be great to have a conversation with you about it. Awesome. So for people who don't know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't, like tell us us who you are, tell us what you do. And specifically, I'm really curious about the what you do part because I know that like I've bragged about your services (laughs) before in the past (laughs) and I've called you like, well, she's a chiropractor, but she also does like pelvic health magic. And then she does like internal massage and Reiki work. So like how would you describe (laughs) the like the work that you do? Yeah, that's an endless issue for me too. So um, (laughs) I'm trained as a chiropractor, but when I very first um, became a chiropractor, I was a little 
um, unsure about that work. And I've since kind of healed all of that. But at the time, I felt like it was a little aggressive and I didn't fully understand the power of it. Mm. Um, and shortly after that, I met somebody who turned me on to Tammy Kent's work. And Tammy Kent is a women's health physical therapist who created holistic pelvic care. And that is internal pelvic floor massage and breath work and energy work. So it's got like a spiritual energetic component to it, um, which you don't usually find inside the PT world either. Um, and that just I just felt like this big, huge yes when I first met her, took her classes and I've just was doing internal pelvic floor massage for several years, actually, before I started folding chiropractic back into it. So, yeah, I'm trained as a chiropractor and that gives me a lot of knowledge around body work and muscles and the skeleton and all that fun stuff. But I noticed even within my own profession that we still were not taking care of women very well. And so I just became really, um, really kind of obsessed with the best ways to take care of women that led me to Tammy Kent's work. And, you know, that kind of sent me on this extra path. That's awesome. Yeah, I I'm familiar with Tammy Kent's work. I'm I'm curious how you found her, how you got connected with her, and then also like what made you kind of move from chiropractic work to doing this kind of work? Because I I imagine that you didn't go into chiropractic work thinking, oh, I want to do like pelvic health stuff or pelvic floor stuff. So like, how did <laughs> yeah. you how did you come to that? Um, I originally came to chiropractic because I had a corporate job initially. So I, the, the, this is my second career, actually. Um, and I just didn't want to sit in a cubicle all day long. And I wanted to work one-on-one -on -one with people in the alternative health arena somehow. Um, and chiropractic appealed to me because... Well, it's because it's very movement based. So it's like, you know, you're, you're up and moving a lot more versus sitting in a cubicle behind a computer screen. And... Um, like I said, when I was in school, you know, school systems aren't awesome across the board usually. So um, there were just some things about it I didn't quite understand with chiropractic. So or it just didn't resonate, I guess, is a better way of saying it for me personally, because I'm really kind of highly sensitive. And that was before I even understood that about myself. Um, and I was really focused on women. There was one person who came to our school and talked to us about pelvic floor work. So there's a few chiropractors who also do this. It kind of makes sense because the whole pelvic floor attaches itself to the tailbone and the sacrum in the lower part of the spine. So it really is connected. Like you can, the pelvic floor muscles can really pull on the whole spine. So in a lot of ways, it makes total sense. It's just that, you know, in our culture, we tend to really separate everything. And so when you look at just the spine versus pelvic floor, usually you go to see a PT for pelvic floor and you just go see a chiropractor when your neck hurts or after a car accident. But the roots of chiropractic actually are also very much in line with we're all about aligning up the the skeletal system so that the nervous system can flow more freely. And that's really basically energy work also. So oh, that's, that's an interesting like perspective on it. Because like, I mean, obviously, I, I have a little bit of knowledge about like, you know, muscular skeletal type stuff, because my partner also does like movement based work and things like that. But I know that it's like, pretty masculine based, like it's very like directive. And yeah. even when I went to my first um, adjustment to a chiropractor, I was very astounded at how aggressive it was. It was just like pop, pop, pop. Okay, see you whenever you want to get another adjustment, you know? So that's, that's a really interesting yeah. pr perspective to see chiropractic work as energy work, whether or not people actually know that. It, I didn't even know that until I had been a chiropractor for like five years or so. Mm. Because um, the school I went to is very evidence-based and scientific, which is, has its place and is really awesome, but they completely dismiss all the energy work, which is harder to put to science. Mm -hmm. It's just harder to do studies on some of that more ethereal, spiritual stuff. And when you're sensitive to it, it it's really obvious, but if you're not sensitive to it, you can't see it at all. Right. Um, so yeah, I didn't realize until one year, I just kind of almost forgot to do my continuing education credits that we have to do every year. And I had two weeks left to do it. So I just looked for the easiest, fastest online class to do so I could get it done in time. And I found this like history of the chiropractic philosophy and like got, was really fascinated by it and didn't even understand how it's actually based in energy work. The founder of chiropractic was an energy worker. Mm. 
Really? So I was, yeah. So I was like, oh my goodness, I've been doing this like all along and didn't really connect it to chiropractic because I felt the same way. It felt a little aggressive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it is a very male dominated field. So I just wanted to move a lot more slowly than I saw a lot of people doing. And I'm personally really sensitive and prone to migraine headaches and, um, got a lot of headaches when I was being treated by other chiropractors. So I just kept looking for these other softer ways of doing things. And that's really what led me to Tammy Kent's work. And I just got lucky because I found her through a mutual friend of ours, Shara. Oh, wow. Okay. I met her like pretty much immediately after I started my practice through another belly dance teacher. And, um, and she was just like, oh, you need to read Tammy Kent's book. Like, because <laughs> I was, we just had this kind of heart to heart meeting because we're very similar in a lot of ways. And she turned me on to Tammy Kent. When I found out Tammy Kent was based in Portland, Oregon, also just like me, I just, I just joined her class within probably a couple weeks. She was having a class. And then I immediately just felt like very, it just resonated very deeply for me. And I was like, I definitely want to do this. So for a while there, I was like, well, why did I choose chiropractic? Um, But that's all come full circle too for me. Um, And it actually, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But at the time I was like, oh man, I wish I would have gone to PT school. It would make more sense for people because they don't understand chiropractors really doing this work. So basically it's just body work though. (laughs) You know, whether we're a physical therapist, massage therapist, chiropractor, osteopath, we're our body workers. So we work, we use our hands to shift things in the body so that the body can more just have a better opportunity to heal itself. Mm. Tell me a little bit about Tammy Kent because like it sounds like she was the major catalyst for you to even begin this work. And I don't know, I could be wrong, but isn't didn't Tammy Kent actually like create this whole like holistic pelvic care kind of stuff? Yes. So Tammy is a women's health physical therapist. And when she first started her practice, she was working in the hospital systems like most of them do. So in women's health PT, a lot of times they're helping women rehab after pregnancy, but they're also helping women usually in their older stages when they've had prolapse. So like when the organs start to kind of fall through the vagina. Um, But she was noticing that she was seeing people, they were just a little too far along that we could, she just kept thinking we, if we could get to them younger, we can help them so much more. She's also a natural energy reader. So she really started picking up on energetic patterns, like emotional patterns that she was feeling in the pelvic bowl when she was working with people. And that's not something that you really pay much attention to in hospital systems or typical clinics, like clinic systems. So she just really started noticing these patterns and started taking note of them all the time. And that's what eventually became her book, Wild Feminine. And then she created a whole uh, modality, holistic pelvic care around not only the physical part of the muscle work, but what kinds of emotions get stuck in those muscles and that fascia and what kind of traumas that we're holding as women in those muscles. And so she kind of added this whole also natural component of just kind of aligning with nature and honoring the female body, you know, like the way we need to be honoring nature and the more cyclical patterns and all of that extra stuff that doctors don't usually talk about. Mm. But And did she come up with the whole, because I remember when we first started talking about um, Tammy Kent and the Wild Feminine and her book and her practice, I remember, I think you had used the word pelvic bowl to me. And <laughs> when I heard that word at first, I was literally thinking about a bowl. I think the the first thing that popped up in my mind was a bowl of cereal. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, yeah. like what, what is the pelvic bowl? Like when you say pelvic bowl, I, I mean, I know what it means because I mean, we've talked yeah. about this, but like what, what exactly does the pelvic bowl mean and why even use the word bowl? Like why not just say like your pelvis? That's such a good question. Um, well, the pelvis itself, if you were to look at a skeletal model of the pelvis, it's shaped like a bowl. Mm. Um, so it's in the pelvis is really from the pubic bone all the way around to the tailbone. And it's like and it comes up to the hip bones. So it's like this. It's the whole bottom part of your torso, basically. And it is shaped like a bowl. And she uses that terminology because especially as women, we tend to hold our emotions and we carry things in this bowl. Mm. And so we use that bowl imagery a lot in some of the um, guided visualizations that we do through her technique. Yeah, I was just thinking that it's a lot easier to envision 
like releasing things. I remember you walked me through this one um, exercise where you had me like sweeping the bowl. And I, I there's definitely something a lot more tangible and relatable to thinking about the pelvis as a bowl rather than this like kind of abstract thing in your body. Yeah, it's and it helps kind of um, it helps with lots of different things that visualization. But yeah, that's like I always imagine a bowl, just like literally like a wooden bowl mm. or a glass bowl. And I have people that's kind of one of the basic um, imageries that we do is walk, you know, have people walk their consciousness all the way around the bowl. And that just helps their body, mind, body connection, awareness. In this area of the body where a lot of people don't inhabit ourselves energetically, it's a good way to teach people how to just kind of walk their consciousness around and release any energy that's built up there. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think it is that people have such a hard time connecting to this part of themselves? Like in your experience with the clients that you have had and, and the stories that you've heard, like what, what, where does that disconnect come from? Well, I personally feel like it comes from our culture, Mm. mostly. Um, And then it comes from trauma a lot of the times, too. So a lot of times there's trauma from really young age. And we're also just we don't honor our bodies and our culture whatsoever, male or female or anything in between. (laughs) Like we just don't. We just don't really just as a whole. Like, so I think a lot of it is. We're just not taught how to, and there's a lot of trauma that people suffer. I mean, we could get into intergenerational trauma even, but even just um, just that physical trauma, What even from physical things like falls, you know, from when you're a kid, falling off your bike or whatever, just kind of creates a disruption. But then there's sexual trauma and emotional trauma and all that kind of stuff, which just kind of disconnects us from our bodies in general. And this part of the body in our culture tends to hold a lot of shame for a lot of people because we're taught through lots of religious institutions that it's dirty and there's all that other stuff too that goes on into it. Mm. So it would make sense that like when we think about pelvic health, like it's such an important part of our own sexual health. Like I, I can't think, I mean, it's hard to imagine actually like not having pelvic health be a part of that equation. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you totally. Yeah. Tell me, I want to hear more about um, the internal pelvic massage. I've had it done before. I think I've actually had it done before twice from you. It was really amazing. But I really want to like hear in your own words, like how it's done, what that process looks like, and like what exactly uh, the pelvic massage does. Okay. So it's really actually very simple work. Um, It's just, it's like muscles, like anywhere in your body. So if you were to go to see a chiropractor or a massage therapist for uh, like a kink in your neck or something like that, we would do the same process. So, you know, um, if I was working on your muscles in your neck, I would just do some massage, maybe myofascial release, work on finding trigger points and things like that. So when it comes to the pelvic floor, this is internal vaginal massage. So um, we insert one finger into the vagina and women aren't like uh, hanging off edges of beds like <laughs> during pap smears. <laughs> Which, that's thank thing. God. Oh my God, that's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're like it's you're just laying on a massage table face up. Um, um, there's you know there's a sheet involved, so there's a sheet on top, and then I just insert one finger really quick, and they do a Kegel squeeze around my finger, and that lets me know how well those muscles are balanced. A lot of times, probably most of the time with women, the pelvic floor is not really balanced. So sometimes the the muscles don't squeeze at all. When they think they're doing a squeeze, they're squeezing their abdominal muscles, but there's no squeeze in the pelvic floor muscles. Other times, like the left side or the right side is holding more tension or squeezing faster or stronger than the other side. So there's some sort of imbalance or the top muscles or the bottom muscles are holding more or less tension. So um, I just look for how well the pelvic muscles are balanced. And from there, I just, it's all muscles down there. It's like a whole nest of muscles. And so then it's just listening to where the fascia is really tight or taut and where there's trigger points or, you know, some muscles need to be woken up so that they can engage more. So you have to do certain techniques for that, but it's really as simple as massage. Like you get massage anywhere. It just happens to be in a kind of sensitive area. So you're, you're basically saying that like our vaginas get 
tense and get like those kinks and like cricks in the neck, sort of the way that we get a crick in the neck. Like we actually have that same kind of tension that we hold in our vaginas. Yeah. In fact, you probably hold a lot more tension because it also happens to be like the the core, the very core of the female body. Mm. I don't know the male body as well in the pelvis because I 99% of the time I work in females, but um but that because of the way the vagina muscles are and the way they lift up, it's very it's just a very core central area and they all connect into the sacrum, which pull which can pull on the whole spine. And so they're very strong muscles actually. So they can hold even more tension. I'm this is kind of a random question, but I'm just envisioning you doing this practice on someone with a vagina. How would you do this with someone with a penis? Is that possible? I do. I usually refer out to other practitioners who work mostly with males. Um, so yeah, there's other, it's like the, you know, there's, there's such a thing as prostate massage because the prostate can get really um, congested. Um, and then there's other pelvic floor issues. There aren't as many because their bodies are a little more simple in that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> with women, like there's, there's the whole like, period thing and pregnancy and all that stuff that really can complicate things too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but yeah, there's p- pelvic floor options for, for people with penises also. I'm so glad that you mentioned kegels a moment ago as part of the way that you look to uh, see where the the tension is lying in the vagina. I remember you had said something to me once when I was going in with this or into a session with you mm-hmm. and you had mentioned like how frustrating it has been for you as a practitioner to hear all this talk about things like yoni eggs and kegel exercises when like we have no real concept of how to do them properly. And especially like Mm. when I'm thinking about how you're saying that everyone holds tension in this way, like I can't help but think that if we're trying to do Kegel muscles on top of an already like, I don't want to say jacked up, but like an (laughs) imbalanced vagina with tension on one side or tension on all sides, like I don't imagine that yoni eggs are going to help. In fact, I I imagine that they're going to be harmful. So I wondered if you could like speak to speak to that a little bit because I cannot leave my house without hearing about yoni eggs. Like everyone <laughs> is talking about yoni eggs. I get questions a lot from people about, you know, whether or not they should add one as a way to help with their like lack of orgasm or, you know, even to um, heal some of the sexual trauma that they have, particularly in that area. Yep. And I'm always really shy to be like, oh yeah, definitely go pick one up because I feel like that's that's just like one small fraction of the work that needs to be done in that area. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So kegels can be amazing and same with yoni eggs. So the first thing is, I think it's amazing that there's so many more people interested in taking care of their vaginas and processing trauma. So I think that's awesome. But (laughs) um, (laughs) the problem with kegels and yoni eggs is that if there is an imbalance in the pelvic floor muscles, trying to strengthen the pelvic floor that's imbalanced will strengthen the imbalance. Mm. And so if just like if just the right side muscles are the only ones engaging and you do a bunch of kegels, you're just going to create that those muscles will engage more and more and more and more. But we're never addressing how come the left side muscles aren't engaging at all. Mm-hmm. So, and same with yoni eggs. And there's a lot of misperceptions, I think. And also it's tricky because there's nobody ever does research in this area because there's not a lot of money for it. So um, it's just can be tricky. I, I think yoni eggs can be really awesome. And I tell people, usually after I've seen them a few times and the pelvic floor starts to balance out, I, I will prescribe that for them. Um, but there's a lot of things to be careful of too. So the vagina is a mucous membrane, just like your cheek. And so mm-hmm. like the inside of your cheek. And so it absorbs everything it touches. So a number one, you want to be really careful about what you put in there and that you know, like what chemicals have been on it, what kind of material it is, does it absorb and all that kind of stuff. And you want to make sure that the pelvic floor muscles are actually engaged. And you don't really want to leave those in. I know a lot of people recommend leaving them in like overnight. I've seen that on the internet. Oh and my that God, yeah. Me out a little bit because you don't want, you also don't want the muscles to be constantly engaged. Like they're meant to be squeezing and releasing and squeezing and releasing constantly because we're walking around, we're moving when we're sleeping and we just kind of need our body to, you know, do what it needs to do on its own too. Mm. 
So for people who are really into yoni eggs, I would just have them make sure that they get at least checked by a women's health physical therapist or somebody who does holistic pelvic care. Or at the very least, insert your own finger in your own vagina and do a kegel around it and really pay attention to whether or not the whole entire pelvic floor comes to center and almost if you should be feeling like a baby sucking on your finger, pulling it up mm. and inwards. And that's kind of how you can tell if it's balanced. But I would say probably most women, and maybe I'm biased because I see the women who are having a problem, but it seems like a big percentage of us are walking around with imbalances in our pelvic floors. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad that you're saying all of this because I, I know that our culture is obsessed with finding a magic pill um, and particularly for women and, you know, femmes who want to, you know, get rid of their sexual trauma or their sexual dysfunction. I mean, I've, I've definitely seen people get really, really jazzed about yoni eggs because I think they think that, it is the end all be all of like sexual yeah. liberation. And I mean, I, I, it's certainly a tool, but I also think that it's a tool that not very many people are educated about, particularly educated about when it comes to their bodies. You know, like I, I'm constantly getting people asking me like, Hey, you want, you want to buy one of my yoni eggs? And the first thing that I ask them is like, where are you getting them? Because I've heard horror stories from people who have had yoni eggs inside of them and they're doing kegel squeezes around them and the yoni eggs shatter. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm always like really, I'm like you, I'm, I'm very, happy and I feel really, um, I guess, feelings of positivity when I think about how yoni eggs are helping people access and connect to a part of them that has been disconnected for so long. On the other hand, there's like, oh, you might want to do a little bit more research, like just make sure that you're super informed and not even just about like what your pelvis is doing, but also about where the yoni eggs are from. Because um, yeah, if they're not diamond grade, it's, I mean, you don't even want to risk it. Yeah. And women, I don't think always, or people in general don't understand necessarily that the vagina is part of our immune system and that that mucous membrane, it absorbs everything. Mm. And so like, even when it comes to tampons and how we take care of ourselves during our menstrual cycle and what kind of um, like our underwear or pants or whatever we're wearing, like what kind of chemicals are on them. It's just like, we really need to be extremely mindful about what we're putting anywhere near the vagina. Mm, yeah. And we just don't have that knowledge in our culture. Um, and there's nowhere, nowhere really to go for really dealing with the, the trauma that is stuck in those right. muscles that people have. And that's what I love about holistic pelvic care. Tammy Kent's work specifically is because it addresses that it's really trauma informed, which is just hasn't been present in a lot of body work techniques, actually. So we've been talking a lot about pelvic health today, about vaginas, kegels, and the importance of connecting and giving love to this part of your body that often gets ignored. We've also been talking about yoni eggs, and if you're curious about adding one to your own self-care practice, I've got a recommendation for you. Shockrobs is the original crystal sex toy company that makes beautiful, handcrafted pleasure tools from pure crystal. I know you've heard me talk about them before, about their crystal dildos especially, which I love, but they also make yoni eggs. Shockrub's yoni eggs are diamond grade and GIA certified, which means that their crystals have the highest standard of quality and durability. They're also completely body safe, which means you can use them internally without worry. When used properly, Chakrub's yoni eggs can help strengthen the vagina and pelvic floor muscles. They can increase sexual pleasure and give you fuller, more embodied orgasms. Pair that with the metaphysical properties of the crystal, like rose quartz, jade, or amethyst, and you've got yourself an incredible healing tool. So if you want to give your pelvic floor some extra special love, 
go to shockrubs.com and use my code liberation to get 10% off your purchase. That's C-H-A-K-R-U-B-S.com promo code liberation for 10% off your Yoni egg purchase. Give your vagina something beautiful and may your orgasms be plentiful. So what are some ways that we can keep or at least begin to bring awareness um, to our pelvises? And I'm also curious about like, because I mean, I know, I know that you do this work, but there might be some folks who don't live in Portland, Oregon or near Portland, Oregon. Like how can we go about finding practitioners who do this kind of work in other areas? Like, do you have a directory? Because I mean, this work is so important and I feel like more people need to know about it, but they often don't know where to look. Yes. So fortunately, people have been coming to train with Tammy from all over the world for quite a while now. So there's more and more of us like every six months, just all over the place. So there is a directory on her website, wildfeminine.com for people to start. But ultimately, and her books are a good place to work too, because her books are really like a workbooks kind of. Yeah. The Wild Feminine is a really, really good book a good resource and it has a lot of like uh, guided meditations and journaling type exercises and she walks you through how to do your own self-care so all of us who do holistic public care care a lot about people learning how to have this kind of to empower people to be able to take care of this part of the body from on their own really if they need to um, so I would start with some books like that, but the, I would say even bigger than that is just to constantly cultivate body awareness. So bringing your focus and your attention and your breath towards the pelvis and just feel the vagina, just feel and the feel of the sit bones when you're sitting on your chair or the ground and just like, just bring your awareness down. Like we tend to live a lot in our heads so we can really feel our mental activity, but we just need to practice feeling into our bodies and specifically all the way down to the vagina. So the vagina has been overly sexualized in a lot of ways, but it's more than just a sexual center. That's part of it. And that's a great, awesome part of it. But sometimes people just associate the vagina only with sex. And so they have a hard time just feeling just like I'm just feeling my Mm. vagina now. What what kind of sensations are coming up or what do I notice or what kind of imagery or words pop into my head when I have my awareness all the way down here. That's so true. Like we, we've sexualized that part of ourselves so much that like we can't even access it in a platonic way. And I'm always doing work with my own clients to be like, you know, it's, it's so important to pay attention to the sexual, but what would it look like for you to have a platonic relationship with this part of yourself? Like to be able to look at your vulva, stick a finger in your vagina and have it be as like benign as you were like picking your nose. Like it's just, (laughs) it's it's like, it's just a part of you. And like, it's only sexualized when it's in sexual context. Absolutely. Yeah. Tammy said that in one of our classes once and it really stuck with me. She just said, you know, self-care for your vagina should be as benign. That's exactly the word she used as putting your I think your I got that from you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said that to me one time in a session and it just like stuck with me. I know that one stuck with me too. And it came from Tammy and she probably got yeah. it from somewhere too. But um, yeah, it really should be. And that's where, that's where I think women can learn how to, to not have to even rely on a tool like a yoni egg or mm. anything else. If you can just get to the point where you're, you know, I tell women all the time, insert a finger in your vagina in the shower and just squeeze around it and notice what your muscles are doing. And that's it. (laughs) You know, I have to ask because I'm sure there are people who are listening and they're going, I mean, I'm sure some people are like, okay, this is cool. But then there are other people that are like, wait, you want me to like stick a finger in my vagina? Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe there's like feelings of like fear that come up or feelings of grossness. I mean, I remember the first time I actually inserted a finger in my vagina, I was kind of weirded out about like the sensations and Mm -hmm. um, especially outside of a sexual context. I mean, I think it's one thing to have a curiosity and a drive to explore that part of yourself when you're like turned on and like you just want something inside of you. But it's another thing to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just like going about my day. And yeah, I'm going to check check to see what's going on down there. So like, what would you say to those people that are like, this sounds cool in theory, but the notion of connecting to my vagina in this way seems like really odd and maybe gross or like weird. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that that kind of speaks back to some of the shame that our culture places on this area of the body. And Mm so like, like embarrassment or grossness and that kind of stuff comes up. And so for people who are stuck there, I would start by doing the exercise of just feel like bringing your consciousness down there and just feeling Mm -hmm. it and start there and then maybe put your finger in your on your lower belly or your hands on your lower belly and just kind of and then sometimes there is there's trauma there too sometimes so often when you teach people to bring awareness to the vagina it there will there will be an energetic block that's just like nah, no can't right. just like, cannot do right. that yeah or you know because sometimes what's right underneath the surface emotionally is a, like a lot of rage or a lot of grief which is hard to deal with sometimes right. and so to to bring your awareness to the vagina and bring on our on bring it an honoring presence can also bring up a lot of stuff. Mm. But that kind of speaks to that trauma is still there even when we're in a sexual place too though. So I feel like it's good to kind of work through it. And if you just can't, it would be worth going to see a therapist who can help you through that. Otherwise I would just go really slow and just start with what is comfortable in that platonic way and just being a presence for whatever you feel and whatever comes up and just go really slow and just kind of notice, be like, Oh, okay. I feel shame or this feels gross. Okay. And then just kind of let that shame or that feeling of grossness or fear or whatever just kind of exist. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of work through those layers slowly. And that's where Tammy Kent's books are really useful. And I'm sure there's a lot of others out there. I've just been in this bubble for so long. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's, I think it's just, that's that. I like that you said platonic relationship because that's really what needs to be cultivated. And so right. just like any relationship, you sometimes when you have been estranged for a long time, you have to move really slowly. Right, right. Yeah. One of my favorite exercises that I give my clients who are wanting to connect more to their sexuality, like the first question I ask them is like, what kind of relationship do you have with your vagina? Like what kind of relationship do you have with your vulva? And usually that the answer to that is like, uh, I don't really have one. I mean, like I know it's there. It's a part of me. But the last time I looked at my vagina or looked at my vulva was when I had a urinary tract infection or the last time I really thought about it was when like I had a yeast infection. Like we have such a disconnect to this part of ourselves and we only connect back to it either when we're in a sexual context or when we're troubleshooting. <laughs> like, yeah. like there's something wrong and the vagina is screaming going, help, I yeah. need help to be remedied. And yeah. so one of my favorite exercises that I give my clients is as a way to create a platonic relationship with that part of themselves is to have them look at their vulvas in a mirror every day, not to like try to start something, not to try to like as as like a prelude to masturbation, but just as a way to be like, hey, you're an old friend. I'm going to say hello to you today. And to begin to build a relationship with that part of yourself that isn't so disconnected. Because like I know I have a vulva. It, I, I like it's just a part of me. But like there's something very different when you're able to like actually take a mirror between your legs and see it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then take it one step further and have them really work on sensation and feeling it. Yeah. That gets yeah. out of your head too from looking. So the look, I think seeing it is important because, you know, we can demystify our own relationship with our vaginas and vulvas. Um, but then feeling into the internal part of it. And that's where people can start to access that deep sense of yes and no. It's very mm-hmm. clear when you're tapped into your vagina and you've kind of cleared out some of the muck that's there. It's very, cl- it's like, it becomes so obvious when you want something and when you don't. And I think that's a, probably another reason if you want to get into the conspiracy theory. Uh, yes, <laughs> our conspiracy theory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's another reason why we're cut off from our pelvises because we have powerful knowledge mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's, it becomes very clear the more, the more of a relationship you have, you know, I think a lot of women have sex when they don't actually want to and don't even understand that that's what's happening. But, or like we just say yes to things constantly, whether it's regardless of what it is. Mm. And a lot of times our body very clearly is saying no. Yeah. And the, the vagina actually is pretty clear about yes and no. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that, I mean, as we're talking about this, you know, releasing tension in the pelvic floor and in the vagina muscles, like that's all amazing. And then, but there's also another component to this, which is like, 
a spiritual connection, connecting to your inner wisdom that um, I definitely felt when I had my the session with you. It was actually really interesting. I didn't really know what to expect. And um, especially because every time that I had someone else go down there for a non-sexual context, it was to get a pap smear. And so it was kind of strange. I remember the first time that I had a session with you to be like, oh, you're just like sitting there with a finger in my vagina and we're talking and you're telling me to breathe and like, it's not painful. It's like my legs aren't up in the air. I'm not in stirrups or anything like that. Like I'm just, I'm allowed to just like lay and breathe and just tune into that part of myself. And it was incredibly healing. I had so many emotions come up in that process. And then I felt sort of like on a high afterward. I think you might have even told me to be like, be prepared. You might have some emotions come up or some things like that want to be released as, you know, as you've just done this work. And yeah, it was just, I felt like I had a very different reaction and response and just connection to that part of myself just through getting, yeah, just getting massaged there. Yeah, it's it is pretty incredible in that way. And when we get pap smears, we're kind of we kind of disembodied during those too, and we've gotten totally. really used to doing that. I don't know about you, but every time I've done it, my eyes I'm like looking up at the ceiling, counting the dots in the yep. ceiling just to like get me out of here as soon as possible. You just said like in the beginning, like you know when you do when you do pelvic massage, it's not like we're not having to sit on the edge of the beds. Like that's the most frustrating part to me about. I mean, one of the most frustrating parts to me about getting a pap smear is that they want you to relax. But they also want you to be halfway falling off the table at the same time. And I'm like, I don't know what you want from me. Like, how am I, I supposed to relax in this position I when know. a speculum is up inside of me? Like, it's so weird. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. And most of the practitioners in the Western medicine world don't really train on how to be present with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really clinical. And there's a lot, you know, there's just so much that the female pelvis goes through that. I don't know. I just feel like it deserves a lot more honor. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that pelvic massage is something for everyone or only for people who are experiencing either pelvic pain or pelvic issues? I actually think it would be great for everyone. Mm. At least to get checked. Because one of the reasons is because it's non-sexual healing touch, which mm. is very rare for those muscles to get. Right. There's a part of me that feels like this is probably something f- that women have been doing for each other probably for a long time until we really disconnected from nature and from more feminine wisdom and things like that. Um, and so I feel like even women who don't have any like hor- horrific symptoms um, often have something they don't even realize they don't have to live with. Mm. That's one of the things I notice a lot when I go to do talks about this, people will be like, Oh, I never thought that I needed it. But the more you talk, the more I realize I have this and I have that and I have this. And I just thought that was part of being a woman. Yeah. And so it's, I think it's good to get checked just for that reason alone. Um, and then it really is like to be, to have someone be an honoring presence that's healing in this, in the vagina is just, there's just something about it that I feel like is really important. Yeah. Well, the work you do is so, so necessary. It's an act of resistance. And I deeply appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today about all of this stuff. Like you are such a wealth of knowledge and such an advocate for the feminine. And I so appreciate the work that you do. Oh, thank you for having me. I would, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> well, I would actually love to have you come back. I mean, who knows? We, I might get a whole bunch of questions from people after listening to this that are like, oh, I want to know more about the pelvic floor, or the pelvic bowl. So I would love yeah. to have you come back and um, maybe chit chat some more about this. Yeah, it'd be great to have follow up, uh, follow up conversation because I'm sure you'll get a lot of questions. Usually when we open up this conversation, it starts more questions than you ever had before. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So where can people uh, find you if they want to book a session with you or if they want to learn more about who you are and the work that you do? You can find me at my website, daniellecornelius.com. Awesome. And where where are you working these days if people are in Portland and they would want to, um, yeah, get, get a massage from you? I am in Southeast Portland and I'm doing chiropractic work and pelvic work. And I also have like Monday mornings, I'm in Beaverton. Super good to know. This conversation was helpful for me, not just because it was good to connect with you because you're like one of my favorite people. 
but also because it's reminding me that I desperately need to make an appointment with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm so glad. Um, I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk and I will definitely be shooting you an email super soon to book my pelvic massage appointment because I'm definitely due. Awesome. I'm happy to help, of course, anytime. The Sexually Liberated Woman is produced, edited, and designed by me, Evian Whitney, with editing help by Justine McClellan. If you love this podcast, I'd love it if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews helps others find the podcast and also helps others find sexual liberation, which I think is a win-win. And if you'd like to support this podcast, The Sexually Liberated Woman finally has a Patreon. This podcast is more than a labor of love. It's a safe space to explore and heal femme sexuality. And real talk, it requires a lot of work and energy to create. So I'm asking for your help to keep it going strong. With just $5 a month, you can help the sexually liberated woman thrive and continue instigating sexual empowerment. Just go to patreon.com slash SLW podcast to donate and become a patron. I literally couldn't do this without you. As for me, Evian, you can find me on my blog, sexloveliberation.com and on Instagram at evian.whitney. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you in the next episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.